all right, we're trucking, we're doing everything else. What's the chance of me getting stuff cleaned up right away? Global shortages are causing farm input costs to skyrocket. A better way to farm shows you how to take control of inputs and maximize profits so you can farm the way you want. Now, from America's heartland, here's your host. Hey everyone, Tyler here, field agronomist with A Better Way to Farm, where we spend each and every day providing solutions to farmers to grow better crops and to make more money. I hope that you're having a great day and thank you for tuning in to our podcast. Now on today's episode, we bring in a client that is fairly new to us. He and his wife farm up in Northeast Iowa with their four beautiful kiddos. And I had the pleasure of actually talking with them at their very first field day that they had with us on the A Better Way to Farm team. And it was hosted by our very own Mason Reilly, who we've had on previous podcasts and does a fantastic job. I'm also going to put in a shameless plug. We are running out of time, but if you are listening to this as it just came out, I know Mason's field day is coming up on the 19th of August. So if you hear this before the 19th of August, come check us out up in Northeast Iowa for that field day. So let's go ahead and welcome in a good friend, Adam Johnson. Adam, how was your day today, man? Good, good. How about you? Well, not too bad. I've been fortunate enough to have some office time today. I mentioned a little bit before that there's, I'm going to put a shameless plug also for Global Leadership Summit. If anybody wants to go check that out, just Google Global Leadership Summit. It's a pretty cool opportunity that you get to learn from some experts about how to be uh, better leaders and better Christians and all that stuff. So uh, yeah, now I get the pleasure and the honor of talking to you. I'm super excited about it. It's been far too long since we've had a chat, but why don't, before we get rocking and rolling, you kind of let everyone else in that's listening. Why don't you tell them a little bit about kind of where you farm and who you are and who you farm with and all that fun stuff. Oh, me and my wife farm in Nashville, Iowa, and we have a few hundred acres and raise corn, beans, hay, few sheep, few calves, raise kids, or four <laughs> yeah. kids, like you said. That's a full, full-time job there for us. <laughs> so I own a trucking company. My wife sells health insurance, life insurance, and whatnot. So kind of do a little bit of everything. Yep. So you raise a family uh, full-time, and then you have some part-time jobs. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's right. So, you know, I had the pleasure of, uh, you know, going up to Mason's Field Day, helping out with that thing. And then I got to actually chat with you guys. Mason was doing some other stuff. And that was kind of your first experience with uh, kind of meeting the A Better Way to Farm team. But I know that you guys checked out our Facebook page and that's kind of where you got the invite from to kind of come and join. So before that field day, what kind of was your prior experience with A Better Way to Farm? I believe my wife found it on Facebook. So we farmed for 16 years, I believe now. Again, we're we're smaller guys and... There's always things that like, gosh, there should be a better way to do this. There should be a better <laughs> way to do this. And I think that's kind of what stuck out to her. And she kept showing it to me. And uh, probably for a couple of years, she so- showed it to me. And one of them deals you just don't get to do. You, you don't yep. make it a priority. Yep. So actually there for a while, I know one time you guys had put on there about you know, if you had a hour with Rod to talk to, oh sure. Um, what would you ask? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I had put on there, you know, 
how to get 20 bushel more corn and 10 bushel beans and a half ton of hay more. Yep. I got messages from you guys, but <laughs> I finally just messaged, thank you for your time. And I, I went on with my day. Well, yep. my wife found the Mason's field day oh, coming mm-hmm. up and it was fairly close. And she's like, Hey, we're going to this. We're going to this. Like, all right, yep, we're going. And <laughs> we showed up, talked to you guys and like, all right, we're, I, I really want to try something. I want to learn more. Yep. And that is very much my experience with you guys has not been, Hey, this is our product. You should buy this. No, it's been, Hey, this is our product. This is what it can do. If it's something you're interested in very much, you should come talk to us more or try mm-hmm. this if that's what you choose to do. So I've been very, very happy. Yeah. Part of it. You know, everybody, because I get to help out with this and I'm the one with the on off switch, I get to talk about myself all the time, even though I shouldn't, but that's one of the things that drew me to a better way to farm was the difference in basically how the whole system works, right? So instead of going out and saying, no, this is what you need and this is how much it costs. So, you know, do you want a little bit or do you want a lot of it? We base everything off of education, even at a field day. Yeah, we talk about products, but we talk about education a lot as well. And we always have those fundamentals of agronomy programs come up. So I I do have to give a shout out to Val. So Val, thank you very much for poking and, and prodding Adam to finally take the step to come to a field day, to come to an event, to meet the team, because I think it's worked out. And I think we're going to get to that here in a second. But before meeting us, before you know the Facebook stuff, you had been farming for 14, 16 years, you know, a couple hundred acres. And I'm assuming that it was one of those things before a better way to farm. It was about, okay, what can I do to limit my input costs so that I can make the most money was that kind of an accurate statement yes for the most part but for me it was really uh the gentleman down the road three miles that has a way better dirt i talked to him and figure out he's putting on the same product that i am mm-hmm. and the guy that's two miles away from me or seven miles or eight miles we're all putting on the exact same thing my dirt isn't quite as good so maybe <laughs> i need something a little bit more here where I'm paying for soil tests every year, but we're basically doing the same thing every year. And we're Mm -hmm. just kind of lumped in here. Like, man, there there has to be something different. For me, the other big deal is I get my ground worked up. The co-op comes and puts the dry on. I can wait seven days. I can wait five days. I might wait six hours and the co-op shows up, but I never know. So I'm literally waiting around for dry. The liquid aspect of things had always something I wanted to learn more about. But every time I talk to someone with liquid, I go look at their equipment and their equipment's rusted out. Something, you know, they didn't get clean yeah. quick enough. I'm like, all right, we're trucking, we're doing everything else. What's the chances of me getting stuff cleaned up right away? You know, yeah. I, I don't want that. No. Uh, this product here, I can tell you, I, I have uh, spilled some here and there. It's been on my planter and it was fall last year before I got to clean it up. Nothing. I, I don't see any rust. I don't see any problems with it. Yeah. I didn't plug everything up. I am super happy. Yeah, all that. Well, a good friend of ours, you know, we're not having new stuff. We're buying used and fixing and doing. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's what I was getting ready to say is that our, our good friend Preston, you know, he, he tells people all the time that that's basically his antifreeze. That's how he stores his equipment is that he'll, he'll leave just a few drops of the infro fertilizer uh, in his planter, um, even in his sprayer. You know, because you don't go out there and make a pass across the field without having some fertility in there. So he'll leave that in everything and let it overwinter. 
And being a food grade product that's such high quality, you don't have any issues about that. I know that I still have a little sample jar of 918.9 that I carry around in my truck still to this day. And it was, it was manufactured and delivered in 2005. And here we are, 2022. So that's one of the nice things about the purity of the products, right? But again, you didn't, we didn't say, hey, you got to buy our stuff just because it's food grade and it's high quality. We said, hey, yeah, this is our stuff, but I'm going to tell you why you should buy it, right? Here's the education behind why this works the way it does. And it's not just supplement to your dry program. This is where it starts. And then you supplement it later. Yep. So it's very, very happy with that part of it. Uh, The learning, the pro eggs. I've been to a couple now and my wife came with me and we really did learn a lot. We are, my grandparents both farmed (laughs) and I got taught a lot on, this is a rock. This is a bucket. You should put the rock in the bucket and pick up rock. <laughs> but yeah. I didn't have the opportunity to take over either of them farms. Right. So, and my folks didn't farm. They raised some cattle and whatnot, but that's about it. Yep. The education part has been tremendous. And my wife being from town coming to this has learned way, way more. And yeah, she, she is really starting to understand more of what's going on out there. Not just sitting in the office with the books going, whoa, you, you've got. How much charged out here? <laughs> yep. Yeah. And the best part is, is that, you know, I've been an agronomist since I graduated from Iowa State and I have a CCA. I'm a certified crop advisor. And the nice thing about that program is that just like you said, you know, you can take the city kid that has a passion for farming and you can sit them down in this program and you can walk them through it. And they come out of their whole, you know, holy smokes, I learned a lot. And, you know, people like myself with some experience can go in there and sit down and pull something out of it. Honestly, I, I helped present at those meetings. And last year I was sitting down listening to another presenter and I'd been to, I don't know, I've been to probably 70 or 80 of them. I went to 20 of them last year and I was still learning stuff. So very, very much not the same, yeah. same thing over and over. I, I really did like that for the, the second one we went to and we took some friends with us and mm-hmm. I, I really would like to do some more of them classes. Yeah. They Seems like we're, I, I'm catching more and more every time. Yeah. They are fantastic. So with that being said, when you kind of went to that, you went to the field day and you guys did jump in right away. You're like, yep, we're doing this. We're going here. We're going there. Yep. What was it that you pulled out of that pro ag that you implemented so Mason's field day is coming up. So is this just year two or is this year three? This is year three, isn't it? Three. Yep. Yeah. Three yep. years. Yeah. So what was it kind of that first kind of experience that you said, yep, instead of just going down the road and, and doing the same thing as my neighbor, what were some of the things that you started to implement three years ago? So we got the liquid on the planter and we did the, the liquid starter, obviously, with basically... Everything the um, soil test was saying to do, and mm-hmm. it, it made a big difference. Like I said, uh, last year we did, we had a really good year, growing yep. year, and I had really good yields. I was very happy with that. This year, like we were talking earlier, um, we had a really wet fall last year, mm-hmm. and on my ground, it's not tiled and very wet, made for a very wet spring, plus we had a really wet spring this year. Everybody around us was wet, and yep. so we planted later. General years like this, I know my ground is not going to yield very good. 
Mm-hmm. It's going to be okay, but it's just not going to be a great year. Mm-hmm. And this year, especially my spots, I really know are going to be terrible. I've been out and looked, and they look really good. I obviously, we're not combine yet, but right. for what we're looking at right now, really good. I do have a few acres I crop share with one gentleman, mm-hmm. and we turned the fertilizer off and a couple strips of beans <laughs> yeah. on that ground just to see what the comparison was, you know, for our mm-hmm. own stuff, you know. Yep. Yep. And I can tell you that he came out a while back when, well, that was uh, this spring, he came out and said, there's something different on them 12 rows and them 12 rows. <laughs> he could point out exactly where them were. And they were not flagged. They were not marked in any way. I was yep. the only one that knew it, just a random, hey, flip that switch off. Let's see what happens here. And yeah, he, he was uh, very much, hey, there's something different there. What are we doing to fix that? Like, well, this is what's going on. This is what we're doing. Oh, yep. so now he's very much into looking at him and watching him going, wow, that yeah. is the biggest difference I've really seen, you know, in all the stuff that he goes to. And he's a crop insurance guy. And so he gets to see crops a lot and, and yeah. judge stuff a lot. And he's like, wow, that is different. There's definitely going to be this difference there. So that's it's very awesome. interesting. So, yep. and, and you don't have to talk about yield specifically unless you want to, but what would you say would be like a, the percentage of increase you've had in the last couple of years working with us compared to kind of what you were fighting and, and what you were struggling with before? So I can tell you, I'm probably 10, 15 bushel, really easy average across my ground, better on my corn beans i'm still trying to judge more on that still mm-hmm. learning more on the bean end of it um yep. but we have variable ground we have spots that are really nice black dirt and we have spots that are sand you know mm-hmm. very much sand it can be kind of hard to judge it but from past years experience i really feel that we're doing much better yeah i, I can tell you that and again for me the other big part was uh i was always waiting on the co-op waiting on someone else and here yep. It's there. I put it in the planter. I go out and do. So changing things up are really wet spots. Hey, that was going to be corn or whatnot. Hey, that's too wet. We can't get in there here. Now it's just flip playing around a little bit and Hey, cool. Well, now that's going something different and we're, we're doing something different there. Been very good. The thing that kind of pops to my mind real quick, as you bring that up, even in my intro, you know, I bring up, you know, how to increase yield and to make more money basically. Right. Because there's a point where that, yeah, you can increase yield, but if you're not making money, then, you know, what's the point of, you know, paying more to increase that yield if there's no net return, but I'm pretty confident in this answer. So that's why I'm going to ask it. What would you say your input costs, where have they gone now you've kind of picked up, you know, 10 to 15 bushels across the whole farm, especially on the corn side, where are those input costs at? And they're relative, right? Cause we all know, unfortunately yep. this last year, they went sky high. Um, but how are those input costs compared to, you know, what they were before to get those extra 10 to 15 bushels? Definitely down definitely down and following you guys following better way to farm talking to you guys last year you know nitrogen was going up everything's yep. going up yep. again we i'm in the truck trucking and doing everything else so sometimes i don't get to follow along on everything so well sure. and rod kept putting out there you know hey all these costs are going up things are going up Actually, I was one of the first guys at the co-op to buy nitrogen last year. <laughs> I got it for a few dollars above the, and the guy at the co-op's like, well, 
how do you know what's going on? Well, yep. Listen to this guy over here, and he's telling me, hey, you need to be on this. Like, awesome, cool. Well, yeah, it, it worked out really awesome for me, you know. So, and your guys' costs with Better Way to Farm, it really stayed very, very marginal. It mm-hmm. it worked very well, you know. So, I, I'm very happy on that. So, that's fantastic. You guys so are putting it out the, there. Yeah, the biggest thing is to make more money for mama, right? So that we've got these four <laughs> kids at home now and uh yes. and we can we can take care of that. So she's happy, right? That's right. Oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's yep. fantastic. Uh, so another uh, tractor, something comes uh, in the yard, then Yeah. <laughs> Even better, right? <laughs> so I do right. have to ask real quick, as as you look at you know, you've been here for a few years, uh, going on three years, you know, you've been doing this farming game for 16 plus years. Where do you feel like a, you would be now without a better way to farm? Doing the same thing, doing the same thing I was doing. Again, we were, we were soil sampling every year. We were basically doing the same thing over and over again. You're hoping for a better rain that year, better weather that year. And that's just going to make up the yield. And now, yes, we don't get wrong. We're all relying on weather and rain and whatnot. But I do believe that there's something out there. Uh, this year, again, we we're really wet. Now we're really, really dry. <laughs> yeah. And we're pulling off ears that are massive compared to what normally I would definitely have out there. Again, uh, we were talking earlier about I, I did not implement everything I wanted to this year. Mm-hmm. Next year, we're going to go after that. Just we were late this year and behind and I, I'm really happy with the results so far. So it's all right. We're, we'll keep going, and next year we'll do a little bit more. And having said that, as we kind of wrap up this episode, because we, we really just want to kind of jump on and, and chat and just share with everyone uh, a, you know, a couple stories about the success you guys have been having, but what final advice do you have for those that are listening, especially who haven't reached out to us and, and joined the A Better Way to Farm team what is it for those that are listening, uh, the kind of that, that final words of wisdom or advice that you'd have for them? Get on there, talk to you guys. Don't tell them thank you for your time and walk away <laughs> like I did. Uh, go in there and talk. If you never buy anything, you guys have been really awesome. Go talk to you guys. Try some of it. The classes, even if you don't use any of the products, the classes are very awesome. Yeah. Very, very good. Well, awesome. Well, I, I really, really appreciate that. Um, and I've got to thank you so much for the time today. It was absolutely a great conversation. And I look forward to seeing you at a field day soon, my man. Sorry, and thank guys. you, everyone, for the love and support, not only here, but on the Facebook page and other forms of social media. We hope that you enjoyed this episode on the A Better Way to Farm podcast. And remember to like, subscribe, and leave a review for us so that we can improve this show and bring the best content to you listeners. And as always, we hope that you have a better day. A better way to farm dot com. You're listening on the Verbal Crowd Network. Find more great shows at verbalcrowd.com.